0: Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC.
1: Hello, everyone out there still live, still here, still kicking, still screaming, somewhat been muted, been put on mute for over a year now, but I'm back, and this is episode 120, perfect dart score for those who play, of F.I. Ghost PC, and as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale, even though it's been a while, some of you hopefully haven't forgotten, yeah, so... I could explain where I've been and what I've been doing, but that would bore a lot of people. The truth is we've had a lot of family time to make up for our post-pandemic. Lots of people we haven't seen that we've seen too much of, and we've got rid of them finally. Winifred's hostage bail money was paid out. She is now back here. Uh, our producer, Winifred, say hello. Hello. Yeah, so they got the cash. Um... How long did it take for them to realize it was not real? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah? Was my Ozark money laundering scheme sufficient enough to con them? Um, yes. Well, that's good, because one problem that I found with money laundering is what detergent to buy uh, for when you put Uh, it in. Because, uh, you know, I have a lot of issues where the ink runs, you know. The ink runs? Yeah, it's possessed, and it's got legs, and it just... Runs out a window. Uh, that's a separate issue. Um, anyway, so we are back. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we're always back when the world needs us. And the world really needs us right now. Do they? No, no. <laughs> I mean, everyone says stuff like that, right? So everyone's got this <laughs> inflated self importance. I've been muted for a long time. Mm-hmm. So my self importance as a uh, you know, celebrity that no one knows um, is inflated as big as a one of those dragons that they used to put in a pool. You mm, know? Mm. Yeah? Well, there's a lot of inflation happening these days. so Yeah, lots of things get inflated. Money's yeah. getting inflated. Mm-hmm. It's hard to put in your wallet, I find. when It's, it's getting inflated. too big. Oh, it's, it's so much air. It's just floating out of your wallet. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, money is money. Uh, stop inflating it, please. That's all we ask, you know. Talking of money, sad thing. Mm? The Queen's not going to be on our money for much longer. Oh,
0: yeah. Because
1: that happened whilst we weren't here. The yes. Queen decided to do her last stunt drive <laughs> and called it a night and went off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Not literally, folks. I mean, that's a hell of a way to go, isn't it? Into the sunset. Quite, yeah. quite filmic. Well, it would be a historical space mission, you know. <laughs> mission. I don't know why that's hard to say. <laughs> it's an historic space mission now that i bench dentures in. <laughs> Holy hell! What was that about? It's
0: because it's been a while since we've uh, oh, no, had mics in it's our faces. Way
1: to leave the drugs I'm on, uh, which is mostly vitamin C. Uh, it's very good. Yeah, it's probably got something in it now. <laughs> Everything else is laced with something, including shoes. So uh, they're laced. Mm. Yeah, she she's not quick, folks. She's uh, she's not.
0: It's not. <sighs> it's not that funny.
1: It's hilarious. Someone in the world is laughing right now. Uh, and that's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> They're just laughing. Uh, it's statistically quite possible. So yeah, no, the queen passed away. It was incredibly, well, your cousin was here just to give this, you know, people care about this kind of stuff, I'm sure. Your cousin was visiting us from Chicago mm-hmm. and he was here um, during that time. And it was quite, it came out of nowhere for us and in, in the kind of true style of any celebrity death. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a shock. Uh, The queen is way more than a celebrity. I have to point that out. She's kind of every British person's um, spiritual grandmother, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. or mom, depending on your age. Sure. But she covered three generations. She was queen for my grandparents, my parents Mm -hmm. and myself. Yep. And kids today have grown up with her and stuff. It it was just a very weird, weird feeling when we got the news of that. Mm. You know, and it was crazy that she worked to the last minute. Yep, yeah. she would
0: just seen Liz Truss like the week before.
1: Wow, well, no one remembers <laughs> who that is. <laughs> she was prime minister for exactly forty-five seconds. Duration. Yeah, she was uh, what we call the uh, the torch that you passed.
0: She was beat by a head of lettuce.
1: That,
0: she lasted. That
1: requires some some context. Kind of context. Yes, yeah, she was beaten by lettuce yeah. that the crowds threw at her. Yes. Yeah, no one liked Liz Truss, unfortunately, except for, you know, her family and her husband and, you know.
0: Aww, don't be mean.
1: No, no, she was. Uh, so we didn't like her, got rid of her very quick. It's like a football manager. Just replace them in five minutes, gone, see ya. Replace them mm. uh, with Rishi Sunak, who, like Jose Mourinho, has his support and his... Critics? Mostly not support, <laughs> Uh but we're not going to talk about him or that we've got too much to talk about. But the queen's passing was tough. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. And as speaking uh, on behalf of all British people, which I have totally got the authority to do mm-hmm. self uh leader of us all. Um, I can say to some, the monarchy seems like, um, you know, a, a bad thing, the colonial thing, the, uh, yeah, you know classically controversial you know mm-hmm. history uh well yeah history and it's often something i i prefer to future which is depressing mm. honestly um <laughs> history, at least you know where you stand with history right. you know until people tell you that it's been rewritten <laughs> and then it's <laughs> no. oh no the pyramids were what they're a beach ball with spikes no yeah stuff like that what i think is sadder than actually trying to learn new stuff is going back in time to try and tell you that what we know about the past is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's a very depressing degree.
0: Yeah, it's like what you knew was not actually right.
1: Yeah, no, it was somewhat right. Somewhat right, but a few things weren't. Yeah. Dinosaurs, for example. What? They weren't lizards. What? They were birds. Have you well, heard that one?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some of them they had are. feathers.
1: Velociraptor feathers flew everywhere it was a crow yeah yeah, that's, that's, yeah. so what you're telling me is that someone somewhere said we had t-rexes but it turns out that they were emus is what you're saying yeah emus they were emus more like emus than a big massive you know godzilla type thing so ultimately nothing evolved. we've still got all these things just about you know uh anyway so my point is I was indifferent to the monarchy, but I've always loved them in the sense of they embody this country, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird kind of pride that you have. And I think that, I, I always put it like this, if the monarchy vanished tomorrow, even the most cynical republic-supporting kind of anti-monarchist, like the Sex Pistols, for example, Mm-kay. would miss her. They'd miss the queen, they'd miss the royal family because they'd have nothing to hate, (laughs) quite frankly. She is a big part of the culture. It would be a massive gap. If if the UK turned into a republic, there would be this huge gap. We wouldn't really be able to put our finger on it, but it would definitely happen. And Mm. I think that's when you really know they mean something. So even on that, like I'm pretty much the biggest punk rocker there is. Mm. There's some things that you can be anarchistic to. The royal family, to me... I'm not those people because I don't do a lot, really. I mean, Harry's gone to L.A. to be an ambassador to represent uh, the U.K. hip hop scene uh, with (laughs) massive uh, juggernauts like Ed Sheeran, who's a fellow ginger Mm. and uh, maybe the urban legend that is Ali G. Um, Mm. But, you know, Mm. like, that's where he is. And he's, you know, he's a novelist now, mm-hmm. which is a novel idea. Someone said to him, what you need is a novel idea. And he said, I've got one of them. And that's what <laughs> he did. Um, but, yeah, no, William, who, you know, is you can see that William's been branded next in line. Yep. You know, he's his soul has changed. Let's <laughs> put that that way. But, you know, the monarchy is something that, just to give context, it's not just the glory and the, the, like, kind of the tourism that they bring into the country. Mm -hmm. There's more of an identity to it, you know? Because, basically, if we went Republic tomorrow, what is Buckingham Palace? Mm. Just another building. Well, except for, oh, the queen used to live there, and there was other queens and kings. So you've got to look at this, like, as a long view. It's an identity that we have. And there's so many things that America does better than us you know, like uh, donuts or something, you know, Krispy Kreme, whatever. Uh, We don't have... We had one donut that's unilaterally English, which is just a standard donut with jam in it. Yeah, it doesn't even have a hole in it. And, you know, it's confusing because jam to certain Americans is jelly, and jelly is not jam, just so you know in American. (laughs) Jelly is like a wobbly thing that you can make pyramids out of, and they did, in fact, make pyramids out of them. It (laughs) was... The, when they were modelling the pyramids for the pharaoh. They used jelly. They used jelly. Because <laughs> you can put it in moulds that easy. <laughs> and he was like, so how can you do this to scale? And they were like, well, we wouldn't do it with jelly. That would be obscene. This is desert. Don't think they had
0: jelly back then.
1: Oh, they did. They've always had jelly. <laughs> dinosaurs had jelly. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 They were into Haribo dinosaurs. They had it back then.
0: Happy world of Haribo
1: for all the t-rexes and velociraptors love it so the tasty world of haribo <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's how it went um yeah no uh yeah so that was stupid what i just said anyway so yeah yeah so we only have that contribution america has you know dunkin donuts it has crispy cream has all kinds of stuff and uh, very much based on variety, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like freedom of choice, mm-hmm. which is ironic <laughs> when, when you think of the political spectrum right now. Mm-hmm. But um, my point is with all of this stuff that happens, that was one of the biggest shock waves because it kind of came after a very depressing time here. Mm-hmm. Um and she really worked till the last minute. She was doing public appearances. So none of us saw this coming. And we all have the hindsight of going, Oh yeah, there were signs. Yeah, she was
0: slowing down. The biggest
1: like... sign I saw was death next to her with no. the scythe, you know. So oh. in couple of days, you know, like he's got his little uh hourglass, can't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I've got a sixth sense. I don't know. I can see death. Uh yeah. I don't know, it's crazy. But yeah, that happened. Twitter changed to X. It did. I'm not sure why. That that's a it, it, it's almost like having something that's perfectly branded mm-hmm. and then it really was making the entire world confused by what to call it now. X formerly it, known as Twitter. Yeah, but but I'm Xing you. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. It, I mean, it kind of makes sense in the sense that I don't want to talk to you again. <laughs> you know, but it yeah, it's a bit weird. Maybe it should be called strike. Mm. I don't know. Some America needs to come up with that. It's none of my business, but yeah, that happened. There was an inquiry into aliens. Was there? Yeah. Well, we've got an immigration crisis, you know, and so all of these aliens keep coming over. Mm. um Yeah, and so they've had to. We admit don't it. call them aliens here. Not only America does. Yeah. So aliens have always existed in America. It's a positive place. They like to. You know, stay positive, all this stuff. Uh, they're not very welcoming to the aliens, some might say. But yeah, no, there was an inquest in UFOs, which are now called something like, I don't know, more politically correct, <laughs> oh than unidentified God. flying objects, <laughs> which I think is fairly normal. And mm. you know, stigmatization. People are worried about that. But it was an inquiry about it. I probably watched 15 minutes, and I thought, you've just taken all the fun out of this.
0: <laughs> Honestly.
1: No longer cool. No, not really. I mean, if you have a congressional inquiry on any subject matter, it tends to lose your interest in it forever. (laughs) It is the ultimate turnoff. Bored. Yeah, it was pretty boring. So I don't have an opinion on that one way or the other. I I have a rule for it. Don't believe it until you actually see it yourself Mm. is my rule. Because it's kind of like these ghost hunting you know, when we did Project FIA many moons ago, one of the things I wanted to do for the Halloween episode—and by the way, it's Halloween yes, today! Yes, it is. Happy Halloween, everyone! <laughs> one of the things I wanted to do was like a parody of ghost hunting, and then you know everyone did it, so I thought, nah, I won't do it. Mm. Uh, we did what we did instead in the first season, season one special. episode, vacation. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, I wasn't going to promote it. There's no point. But um, I was
0: reminding myself.
1: Good. It's been so long. We did it in 2017. 2000- so yeah, I was <gasps> younger then. Uh, it's not that long ago, really. It's quite a long. time. I mean, time, really, maybe. in the, in the it's about it's an inch six years mouth. ago. Whatever you know, you know, we've all changed many <laughs> times, clothing changed. and everything. But the point is. I had this idea to do kind of like a paranormal investigation parody. Yeah. Which at the time hadn't been done, but now has been Mm -hmm. a lot, Mm -hmm. quite a lot. And um, as it's the season to be spooky, I watched this thing on BBC called Uncanny and it's um, trying really hard to justify nonsense, you know, because a lot of these ghost hunting things, they always had this formula where it was like, we're going to this haunted house, okay? Mm. And the the beginning is all of the story. So this woman died here. Mm. She was having a sandwich, and it had concrete in it. And she (laughs) thought it was tuna mayonnaise. But it was actually just a building project to see if bread would be a good insulator. And she didn't know that, so she ate the sandwich and died. And bear in mind, this is Victorian England. (laughs) They didn't have food standards then. Everyone ate. compost and stuff
0: no health and safety no
1: no health and safety was (laughs) witchcraft can't have that so she was eating a concrete sandwich Mm -hmm. i don't know why i'm a i mean it's better voice this voice is better for ghost hunting (laughs) i'm sure it is um and and she's eating a concrete sandwich of hardcore cockney now i don't know why and she was having a sandwich and she's in victorian england and she died tragically I mean, what death is not tragic, she died tragically. She didn't die laughing, she died tragically in a concrete sandwich. Anyway, it was in this house and she's haunting it and everyone keeps saying, Mavis, the ghost, she's grey. Because all ghosts have no sense of colour. <laughs> she's grey, she's monotone, she is. You know, because you can't afford colour pictures. Not in these times, we've barely got music. <laughs> anyway, she's there, she's dead. And we're going to investigate. We, I mean, I'm sounding like a cockney, because to me, it's basically a cockney, you know, like street sellers, like the, the merchants of the street.
0: You right. Know? Jason like, Statham like and Luxor.
1: No, like dodgy dealers, right. is what we'd say. Okay. You know, here's a fake watch. Yeah, right. You got a lovely deal on fake watches, can't even tell it's fake. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. This is where the ghost hunting... It's carny stuff. This is like, mm. this is selling snake oil, mm. you know? So, and it doesn't, like, I've seen Joe Rogan introducing a bunch of kids who are YouTube sensations who have this ghost sense. It's all carny. Don't take any of it. Real. I know some of you out there do and you can see demons and stuff. You know, no judgment. Fine. If that's your life, all good. Uh, you know, like Constantine. He's a comic book character. Mm. He's, as real as i kind of give it credence but anyway okay so some people believe this mm-hmm. but to me it's carney so here's the i'm going back to the cockney voice so i'm just explaining the cockney voice so people know why i'm doing it anyway so she's dead and we're gonna go into a house and we're gonna see if we can track down mavis all right there's scary times and we've got all of this technology that unfortunately doesn't make any sense Alright, I've got a torch that only works if I click it three times. This doesn't run off battery, it runs off souls. I don't know. And anyway, I've got this thing, right? That if you put in a room, yeah, it's rubbish. It it's like a broken record player is what it is. But if you put it down, it picks up voices. I mean our cameras do too. But we can ignore that. <laughs> And the recording studio that we go back to, that we can dub our own voices, can ignore that too. This is just a broken record player, which is totally useless, unless we use it in this context. And then I've got this thing, right? It's like a net of lights. Yeah, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? It's what you have when you have a kid's bedroom, right? And you've got them LEDs, and it looks like a spider that's got light bulbs in its web, all right? And we're going to chuck that out, yeah? And we're going to trap a spirit, mostly brandy or whiskey, but we're going to trap it, all right? Now, this is where it is. And then the worst part of it is this, right? <laughs> we're going to get this board game that they used to play as children. It's Power Suggestion, all right? It's like one of your kids is into Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, but bear in mind, it's Victorian times. We didn't have AT&T then, which is Attention Deficit Disorder. We didn't have it. <laughs> what we had was this game which is yes in two languages, yeah? We, French, ya ja, German. And that's what we've got here. We've got a we ya ja, port, right? But we're going to mispronounce it to give it a cryptic mystical flavour. And we're going to call it a we jar port, all right? That's incorrect. And if you're German and French, you're very appalled by us. But that's all right. There'll be a world war soon. No one will care. Oh so anyway... In this game, Power Suggestion, what we're going to do is we're going to get one of you to hold a glass. Probably the dungeon master in this equation. The one who's telling the story, basically. And all of you, in a seance which have been proven to be complete nonsense by many scientists, we're going to get you to trip out all over this alphabet and spell things is what we're going to do. And obviously we have got technology far better than this rubbish board game that they had before Dungeons & Dragons, but we are going to ignore that, entirely ignore that, and just play out the old Ouija board, all right? Now, bear with me, because...
0: <laughs> I'm crying.
1: <laughs> some, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was possessed by Jason Statham's granddad. I don't know, but... Bear in mind, this is usually the setup, okay? So they go into the, these places and they investigate and there's a crack in the floor and there's doors shut and it, they've got an entire film crew. And there's, mm. you know, these buildings have boilers. They're not like... We're not talking like the Derelict. house has been stayed Victorian. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting wall cracks, you get neighbours. You know, noises happen. Yeah, normal noises. Wait, wait, wait. House noises. But to these people on this particular night, noises, any noise... <laughs> is a ghost, okay? Because they've convinced themselves that it is. Like when the heating turns on and there's the clickings. Right. Now, (laughs) many normal thinking people watch this stuff knowing to be skeptical when you go through it, but it's always the hope, and I'm including myself in this, I used to religiously watch this stuff Mm -hmm. every Halloween, Mm -hmm. right? I knew it was rubbish. (laughs) I knew it was. But there was some part of me that's like, maybe, maybe there'll be something. Maybe I'll see a floating blanket. I don't know. Maybe someone will go, boo. Maybe it'll have effects that are equal, if not better than the Blair Witch Project, which had none whatsoever. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it'll be fantastic and we'll see the devil or something. I don't know. this is all what you go into this. Stuff. And you want to be there for the ride. So if anyone's still into this, I totally get it. I understand it. It's and they stream it live, insane. like the programs, they right? They did. Like Halloween here in the UK, we had a show called Most Haunted. Mm. And yes, it, they did live versions for Halloween, two night specials, etc., right. etc. Cetera, et cetera. And, it, you know, for pure entertainment, it was brilliant. I okay? think that's
0: the appeal, though, because then it suggests that if it's ele- not well,
1: post-produced. It's always this... Gambit of if anything was to show itself, this is where it would. Yeah. Right? And and then We're not editing means, this in real time. Which is possible to which is do possible now. <laughs> no, it was possible to do back then. You can edit in real time. Live shows were edited all the time. Yeah. Think about wrestling. Mm. That's a live show that's edited. True. In real time. They have but massive it gives you the broadcast sense. departments to do it, man. <laughs> Like, do I need to give you an education? We're not in, like, live broadcast Victorian England, which didn't exist. That was called theatre. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Gee, so, we had Most Haunted, which started the kind of carnival trick, and then America did about 50 different variants of it, Ghost Hunters, Ghost Hunters International, to make it more sincere. Because, you know, if we're international, we're obviously more sincere. Mm. Then you add Ghost Adventures, which was, you know, kind of why was transparent programming that was because watching a ghost have an adventure you can't see it
0: okay you can just
1: put it in a desert and have the wind blow through palm trees and say that's a ghost on an adventure you know uh then there was you know like i don't know there's loads of paranormal investigations and all of this malarkey and they all have the same formula this mm. is them mm so this Uncanny, this is a long tangent, Uncanny was basically this UK guy who can't stop smiling, which was really irritating. He's mm. trying to be sincere and he's looking through the records of death yeah. in this mining situation or whatever. And he's got a big grin on his face. So automatically, I know he's just thinking the money he's making. <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> it came from a podcast, much like ours. Mm. And he turned it into a reality on the Mm. BBC. I think it was a BBC2 radio program that turned into a series or whatever. He obviously went through enough loops to get his own show. I'm on TV. Yeah, well, it doesn't make it more genuinely real Mm. if it's on television. But these things are always, like, really frustrating. It's like going... I mean, wrestling is the really good analogy for this. Because wrestling, once upon a time was, you know, done in a carnival. It was like, yeah. here's the circus and here's a wrestling ring and mm. here's the strong men and all of this stuff. Yeah, 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 WWE blows up and it becomes, like, honestly worth watching. You know, if, if people who are skeptical about that kind of stuff should go and see it live at least once because I've seen it back in the early 90s and I've seen it recently in, in the last sort of decade. And the jump is enormous. Mm. I mean, back back when it still felt kind of carnival mm. you know? Less able to believe, less of a spectacle. Now it's like, I mean, it's really amazing. It's like a concert. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And, and you know it's not real, but it feels like that doesn't matter mm. at all. You know, like, <laughs> when I say it's not real, it's scripted, conclusion, it's stunt work. Yeah. But it has an amazing appeal. Now... These ghost things, they don't have a payoff, okay? So you could watch 300 of them and you won't feel like anything you've seen has been worth your time watching when you've seen the whole episode. They rely heavily on sort of people writing in and going, oh yeah, I saw this shadow figure at the door. I don't know why. (laughs) I've got an answer for you because that was the camera guy. standing next to a light and you honestly did see his shadow and it was figure you know but it's always stuff like that oh i just saw this monster you know and you have to believe them even though there's live feeds on the website when they got really sophisticated on most haunted they had live mm-hmm. feeds mm-hmm. no one saw that stuff no one did so a lot of this stuff is you know it's cynical yeah and and because you get through these three-hour programs especially live ones they were massive events you don't really feel like you got to everything on the other side of it, except for more like, oh, really? Yeah. Go back (laughs) to life now then, you know? And so it was always a bit of a cop out. And they always are. Mm. You know, the interesting stuff is the history. The historical stories are interesting. The romantic ghost story is brilliant. It's it's a Norse mythology for all of time, you know? Um, It's kind of Greek mythology. It's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the delivery and the conclusive evidence is rubbish, you know? Mm. And now this guy is trying to modernize the take by actually making it a documentary. One of the experts he brought in is a psychologist that Most Haunted used as their neighborhood cynic. Mm. So he's been in the business for 30 years. So he knows exactly how to play this game. Right. And he's meant to be the voice of reason, like he was a most haunted, same character. So he's this psychologist, caring something. And then there's a woman who's like a parapsychologist, which is meant to be like someone who's a psychologist, but also is a psychologist knowing the effects that the paranormal has on psychology or, or something. Mm. You know, She's not a paratrooper that comes in and gives you therapy, <laughs> which I thought a parapsychologist would be. She's not that. Um, so anyway, it was terrible. It's terrible because the sincerity is not there, okay? Now, there's a lot of... This is something that frustrates me about the star rating system Mm -hmm. because it's like a takeaway service. Who in England and the UK and the entire world at this point doesn't realize those can be done by the people working at the restaurant, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, this takeaway service is amazing, impeccable. It came to me on the back of an elephant with golden fireworks, you know? Like, it's nonsense, We know ratings aren't a way to monitor anything. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't care (laughs) about ours. Um, You know, (laughs) if you've been nice enough to give us one, which no one has, um, or some have, a few, but, you know, I don't care. Thank you. It doesn't, yeah, well, cheers. Appreciate it. But I'm. I get, so, I get so annoyed when every podcasting gives a five-star rating. Please if you read feel it. Something. Like, who cares, man? No. Like, the, the answer is this, right? If you're listening, great, thank you. That's why we do this. If you're entertained, even better, because that's the hope. And if you're crying and running away screaming, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't mean to. Um, But... The by and large is I hate this system mm. of rating and it's nonsense. I have this one theory. You watch something, you listen to something, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And that's where it ends. You don't go back to it or you did go back to it curiously to see maybe it's evolved. Maybe there's something about this that evolved. I don't know. But that should be the story. Ratings, I don't care about all of this stuff. And this show was heavily rated by the BBC because mm-hmm. they're trying to push it. It's yeah. Halloween. It's all they have got. <laughs> It's we, we watched gone. this other thing where this Welsh woman was trying to investigate this house as well. And it was such a load of nonsense. I've got two issues with this. One, if you're going to do a sincere ghost hunting story or a series or documentary, the main person in that show needs to be a veteran paranormal investigator. Mm. She was just they, a journalist. They must be cutney. As well. They like, must you know. be cockney. Yeah, because it is a scam. You know, like, Let's be honest. Cockney, if it's a scam. <laughs> Sean Bean, if it's real. Okay. Yeah, by uh, gum, this place was totally ransacked by spirits. You'd believe that. <laughs> You'd believe that in a second, wouldn't you? <laughs> I went to that corridor and I tell you, way haunted. Didn't have no technology. I so saw this way headless figure chasing me down the road, got my broadsword and chopped his arm off. You'd believe that. But you wouldn't believe, well, you know, we go into to neighborhood with our trapping lights. It's, it's but nonsense. But you watch it. Well, the <laughs> entertainment value is there, but they're trying to pass it sincere, especially this show, this podcast this guy's done. And I'm not trying to execute his career. He's sincerely trying to do something, but the guy is a sleazy journalist. Okay. You can see it. Yeah. And I'm not being, you know, it sounds really judgmental, right? <laughs> But it's like, I'll give you a case an example, right? Just to wrap it up without spoilers. I'm actually selling his show. Yeah. There are so many anarchists in the world <laughs> that listening to this, go, I can't, can't wait to see how bad this crap is. You know? Yeah. So I'm just like, for example, there's this guy's account of a haunting in County Durham, I think. And it's an old mining community. And he was saying it's a poltergeist. He pretty much believes it. And there's like this... Issue where the toilet flushed itself. Mm. Now, in all of the ways they could have investigated this, the the guy who's doing a program was obsessed with this toilet element because of the physical move yeah. that you'd have to do. So what he does is, as the perfect investigating journalist of our times, which, by the way, is not that great, mm-hmm. uh, he goes to his modern toilet, bearing in mind that the haunting and the experience was in the 80s. Yeah. And he breaks down his modern toilet using YouTube clips to see if he can actually make the toilet flush itself and then ends up breaking his toilet. So he gets an expert plumber in. All of this is scripted. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got the same believability value as you know nonsense like it's it's like watching a pixar movie it's not real <laughs> you know mm. toy Story is not real everyone don't want to disappoint you it is fiction <gasps> this was fiction this was like an idiot trying to make a point mm. and the whole show is like this and his scientific like they wrapped it up as an interview i think it was one of the newspapers did a kind of online report about it like a review and they were saying something along the lines of like you know, like, the, the voice of reason, this psychologist, Kieran, who was on Most Haunted, they're too young to recognize that he was on Most Haunted. So mm. they, they, this guy's brand new to them. Yeah. They're like, um, you know, he he's saying everything that we were screaming at the TV for the last hour trying to say the same thing. Like, almost like saying his point of view is what we all think. But his point of view is biased in a massive swing. Mm. So it's like, there's so much going wrong in this show. And they're doing so much to disprove and prove it. It's all over the place that by the end of it, it just, it's got the same exact feeling like, Oh, shouldn't have watched that. There's mm. a massive cop out and there's all the same tricks. going to hand this off to the audience and let them know what write in and tell us what you think and what's your theory. And I just, I'm really hoping that someone some way sometime actually does this for real
0: don't you think maybe that letdown ending is actually inherent in the genre?
1: No, I don't. Because I actually believe that there, there is a sincere way of pulling this off. Because, look, the illusionists of magic, which we all know is an illusion, it's not like Gandalf's going around doing card tricks, mm-hmm. right? It's the beautiful thing of trying to figure out how did I do that. Yeah. Right? Mm. But you know it's not real. Mm. An elephant didn't just disappear. There was a lot of mirrors, a massive crane, and a lot of look over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we divert your attention here, you know? So you know it's, it's a circus show. You know that. With ghost hunting, there could be a legitimate truth to it. There's been many accounts, if you study this stuff, like, and i oh, obviously a scholar, um, there's uh, many accounts of this, and there's some reality to it. There has to be. And there's also a massive curiosity, right? But they do stuff like maybe the Ghost Hunter stuff is um, more uh, realistic or they're trying to not be cynical. But by the time it gets to a TV production studio, it's got like a buzz track, there's stings, there's horror soundtrack, there's screams, there's added this and added that. We don't need any of that. We want a pure form version of this. And there might be some on YouTube. I'm Honestly, I could scout and look but I haven't seen anything that doesn't do these tricks. Mm. And it becomes a pantomime. It becomes a way that they sensationalize something that really should be done with, you know, serious scrutiny. Why not? Because to prove anything like that is actually really good for science. Mm. And as a show, it would hold your interest because everyone's still going to be watching it to see if there could be a result, right? Yeah. Because I'm tired of this stuff. It's the same thing with the alien conversation, you know? Like, why is not no one filmed this? Mm. Why is not no one filmed this? We've got better cameras, you know? I feel like the, the, there's a kind of sensation to it. A lot of people will have this experience. And then if you had this experience, I'm pretty sure the first thing you'd think about is not grabbing your phone. It would be to run out <laughs> and try and <laughs> duck for cover or, or you know, yeah. leg it because it's so unusual. And I think people miss that. Mm. I mean, we're... I mean, we are, as humans, getting to be the kind of people like, oh, that guy got shot in the face. I've got a really good camera shot. I'm <laughs> going to send it to Daily Map. <laughs> We're getting so cynical, you know? Yeah. But I think certain things that are really shocking would not do that to us. So I think you could explain 90% of this stuff not being trapped on film. Mm. It's because no one's got the guts <laughs> to mm. attempt it. But it's also circumstance, you know? Um, and they distort electricity, everyone. You know, that's their superpower. They mess with your electrics. You know? Maybe. One hundred percent. It's an electromagnetic pulse field. Mm. You know? I don't know. Who cares? I'm just saying. Those are very high tech. I think that the actual investigation, and as it's Halloween, I'm kind of directing traffic here. It it, it is a great thing to kind of pour stock into science trying to explain it. There was a very thing cool thing that happened within the show though. Um, the uncanny show. Mm. And that was they mentioned a time slip situation in Liverpool, mm. and I'd never heard of this. Honestly, mm. like it, this, they they kind of said it in a way that everyone in England knew about it, but I'd never heard of it. Liverpool is a bit of a time slip, though. <laughs> I'll be honest, and I love the place, but it is a little bit of a time slip. Like when you turn up there, and everyone's got the monkey and the harpsichord, and you know, he meat. Have we got any change? You know, it's a bit like that. What do you mean by change, man? You know, like just a change of perspective or something. I just need to change me. So I can't handle it anymore, you know? It's stuff like that. You know, and I still live in Victorian times, as many a scouts would tell you. Yeah. No, I live Liverpool. It's my favourite place. What do you mean there was a time slip in Liverpool? It's an incredible... I know, I went on a (laughs) a bit of a rant there. There was a time slip. Like a portal? Basically, there's a street called Bowel Street, uh, Bowel Street, something like this. And um, this guy was jogging down the street and then he suddenly saw that everyone was wearing like vintage kind of, you know, 1930s clothing. Right. Which, honestly, in Liverpool is quite normal. (laughs) But he was like, that's weird. Ah. (laughs) That's well weird, that. And it was basically just the Manchester tour bus that just turned up and all of the guys came, and they're a bit behind the time, so they wore different stuff, you know? Don't get it. Don't get the flat caps, me. He says, I don't get it. Anyway, he was convinced that there was a different time, but he was going to a shop that was a bookshop.
0: And when he looked at
1: the bookshop, it had turned into an old-fashioned shop from the 1930s name had changed clothes had changed everything was set to like a shoe shop or whatever right he went in there thinking this is the place but uh, you know something happened here yeah and as soon as he went in there he saw one girl in this entire place that looked like she was wearing clothes he could recognize like a nike top or something Mm. went up and said something to her and the whole thing changed Back to modern day.
0: Back to a bookshop. Yeah, and
1: she just looked at him, screamed, and ran out. And so they tracked the girl down. They couldn't get the guy because they didn't have enough information on him, but they tracked the girl down and she had exactly the same memory. So they were trying to justify ghosts as a time slip, Oh. because they're one of the accounts, and I'm totally selling the show. By <laughs> the way, I don't work for the BBC <laughs> at all. But basically, one of the stories was this girl had seen a ghost, and the ghost had reacted to her. So they were mm. coming up with a theory that it could be a time slip, and this was the example.
0: Mm. Yeah. That interests me because one of my favorite Japanese TV shows is Nobunaga Concerto, which is a like oh, time slip I mean, story does this Tons all the time yeah
1: like there's games there's anime there's all kinds of stuff oh yeah but
0: that's that's really
1: cool i mean i don't know if the main guy in this story is american but if an american comes to england they've gone to a time slip <laughs> and they all know it you know they all know it <laughs> like you got buildings made out of stone now <laughs> You know, which century do you live in? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why they come from London, mm-hmm. like posh. Mm-hmm. Americans sound posh in English when they come here because that's the only accent of English they know, apparently. Um, anyway, I'm sure someone's giggling. So yeah, it was all—it's uh, nonsense, mm. and it's just a different way of doing the same nonsense that other people do. Mm. It's a lot like I'll tell you what it's like. It's like those true crime shows that have no conclusion. Mm-hmm. So it's set up like. I don't know, the possession of Jacob Flapperby or something like this. <laughs> and it's like this guy from, you know, some part of, uh, uh, you know, middle, Midwest America, mm-hmm. as the Counting Crows would say, middle America. Uh, and, you know, um, he's, he was possessed by a devil. Really? Or did he have too much sugar? You know, was mm-hmm. he just trying to get your attention because you didn't really care about him?
0: I hate it when they do the reenactment. Well, I just and hate most it. Of it's I hate it how they sell it.
1: <laughs> on the possession yeah and they don't actually show, like it's like recordings from the possession right they, this was a tape recording of this kid and we it's almost like a diary show and that's really interesting you know mm. but they go through the whole thing and you get about five minute plays of recording and everyone who's listened to that five minutes goes this this kid's faking the hell out of this (laughs) and so the whole show has to be hyperbole yeah and just like built and built and built and yeah man it's like these ghost things and this they're like a bad true crimes documentary Mm -hmm. it has no conclusion like unsolved well i'll tell you how you solve the case better than you're doing you get a actual decent detective on it because they all seem really stupid. <laughs> so oh, I saw the screwdriver and had blood on it. And I thought, that's not a weapon. <laughs> I mean, he had 65 punch wounds on his head, but I'm pretty sure he was poisoned. You know, it's like, really? And then some kid goes disappearing and they can't actually, you know, like there's this thing, island kid goes disappearing in a caravan park. No disrespect to the family. Mm. It, it, horrible thing to live with. But what if that kid just went? Ran away. Yeah. Mm. Changed the name. Didn't want to associate with anymore, Wanted a different life. Just ran away. You know? What if they just wanted to do that? There's that other
0: crime documentary. It's like someone disappeared, but then there was no body.
1: Yeah. Well, no, this is another thing that really annoys me. And I think this is the world adapting to America. Like, so in America, okay, and I'm just talking to my American homies right now. Uh, so Hi. You're one of them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But um, in America, you know, they... We all know we're cool, we're hip to the knowledge that our police system in America is uh dubious mm. at best at times. Okay, especially when it's small town. And the issue is that in the law system, you don't need a body to declare a murder. So if someone goes missing mm-hmm. after a certain amount of days, yeah, they can actually try the the um the person on missing as a potential homicide and actually call it a murder case right, right right and I guess most of this is because it's more funding to charge the case there's mm. more attention to it there's more hope that you will recover
0: there's more weight
1: to the body or actually recover someone who went missing who suddenly sees a newspaper report that they're dead <laughs> you know whilst they're in Vegas gambling their family's fortune they're like oh my god is that you Wanda I know yeah <laughs> crazy I didn't know I'm dead dude you gotta stop drinking okay <laughs> Oh what are you talking about you know like that kind of setup, right? yeah it's probably what's going on, but there's a declaration so it gets more eyes on it, and then it becomes a big event, and then you know it is right. what it is in mm. most cases though in most cases, these aren't homicides, which is murder, mm. where I'm from, we don't call it homicide murder mm. in most murder cases or homicide cases. It could just be someone gets lost and a woman is eaten by an animal. There's many of them around, especially in America, mm. you know? And yet it's more sensationalized to go through the murder case. And in some ways, just to be cynical for five minutes, it's great for the district attorney. Eternity? eternity? <laughs> district attorney. The district attorney. God, man. I have been so... You know, I've got to stop taking those vitamin <laughs> tablets. The district attorney of the area... Mm-hmm can sort of wrap up, say, if they've got someone that they want to arrest, they can pin the crime on them. You know, it's if you want to be cynical. Yeah. Okay? Everyone knows this. But true crime stuff, I mean, we had some really good ones, and then they've kind of, because we had the good ones, it's become rubbish. An avalanche of crime. Yeah. And, and for the kids today who didn't live with VHS, and what the hell's VHS? <laughs> it's a type of dinosaur, okay? <laughs> It's a vertebrae homogenized stegosaurus, okay? I don't know what the hell I just said, but it's one of them, okay? And it had three heads, lots of spikes, and these tiny little claws, and it liked to fly on massive bat wings. Crazy dinosaur, right? Well, when we had those... Videotapes. VHSs. We used to, you know, like when we had this time where you bought stuff, you didn't stream it from a river, you know? I mean, most people now they pick up their entertainment from a stream, from the cloud. No, from a stream. Clouds—that's just dangerous. You don't—you haven't got a ladder all enough. But a stream—they pass through most houses because of the floodings. That's uh, oh. no, true. Climate change, and oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So everyone gets their DVDs floating around the house now, so they just pick it up and put it in. But if you're on a streaming service, get a canoe. Um, yeah. So once upon a time, there's a trend. For rubbish stuff. And it was always what we called the bargain bin. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You go to the bargain bin and you pick out rubbish stuff. Yep. And it would be a quid. And you know it's going to be rubbish. It'd be like a keep fit video <laughs> by Nora Flappips, who you've never heard of and no one ever knew. But she's a house mum somewhere in the world. And she's done a fitness video off the great celebrity one. She thought she could do what they're doing. And, and it, you know, it's all profit. Then you'd have the horror movie, you know, Mm. Five Devils in a House Called Friday or something like this. (laughs) Uh, You know, witch comes down and says hi, you know, stuff like this, burning house, scary, you know, (laughs) stuff like this. And you'd you'd have all of this and it would be like a pound and you just pick it up Mm -hmm. and that's what you'd have. And it's going to be rubbish. It's going to be terrible. And sometimes you get like, the sequels have really established, you know, like, Friday the 13th, part 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 13 times, and we still haven't got it right. Uh, this might be the one, you know, and you get that. Or Nightmare on Elm Street, still having nightmares, 300 years later, you know, or whatever. And you'd find them, and you get quite excited by that, because it's something you actually know. Mm. But it turns out it's absolute garbage still, you know? Um this kind of documentary stuff on Netflix as an entirety, probably the writer's strike, let's be honest. Yeah. But their, filling their, their the actual gut. programming, especially in England, I can only say here. I don't know what it's like in, say, Ireland or further afield like Iceland. I can't tell you. But anything with a land in it has different stuff on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. American land has a very different Netflix. To you mean what we regions? Have. Yeah, whatever. So... It's all getting a bit bargain bucket. Yes. When I used to go to the USA years ago on my own, right, I'd spend a lot of the time late night just mesmerized by late night television programming. Because there's always this point. America loves to say how nothing sleeps, you know? Like, we're the city that doesn't sleep ever. Mm -hmm. That's why we're all crazy and shooting each other in the face. We have bad insomnia (sighs) and too much drugs keeps us alive, you know? I don't know why I went there but <laughs> yeah but basically like the idea is that the programming was meant to run forever and yet there was always a time where it really doesn't and it just stops and then someone's trying to sell you a you know a sponge or something but there's certain channels that just repeat bad programming mm-hmm. and this is like back in sort of early 2000s one of the worst crimes on television was a thing called unsolved mysteries okay It was horrible. It was always like the voiceover and it started off kind of like crime stuff and then it became crime with aliens. Then it became crime with aliens, the aliens were werewolves and then the werewolves were elves. And then the pixies came in and they took your furniture and it was like, Tuesday, Montana, Albert was going to home from work. I don't know why he was going to home from work. He was going (laughs) home from work. And as Albert was driving his Chevy across the highway of life, something crazy happened. And then this baboon runs out and starts smacking its butt. You're like, okay. (sighs) No one knows who the baboon was or if it was an alien. You know... It's sensational rubbish TV, and this encaps- is this a documentary. No, this is me doing a parody of oh. something that actually exists.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a documentary, because it sounds like they're trying to do like X Files. Yeah, no,
1: it was in the time of the X Files, everyone needed the X Files. Yeah, 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 you know, because America is this one way in its business in Hollywood. And by the way, this is why you shouldn't be too worried about the writers' strike. Mm. One person has an idea, the rest of the generation of filmmakers in that time rinse that idea until it's absolutely at its lowest denominate and hope that someone else has an idea soon. otherwise it's all done and back in the 90s it was the x-files mm-hmm. right which was a, a a surprising hit mega hit it was a late night room and it turned out to be an explosion cult and unsolved mysteries was kind of like the true crime Edging into the paranormal version of that. And right. it was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible show. It was one of these shows that has a producer called Randolph Delabani or something like this. You know, it was like, you know, it's kind of just cringy. Okay. And no one really cared about it, but you didn't have a choice back then. It's not like a Christmas, you're like, please, ma'am, can I have the Encel Mysteries box set, please? <laughs> if you wanted it, it would have been in the bargain bucket. So mm. it wouldn't have been that expensive. But no one wanted it. It was just forced television it is just naff stuff. Okay. And then roll the clock forward. The guys who did stranger things Mm -hmm. who were obsessively linked to the eighties and nineties nostalgia, because they weren't really from it, but I recognize all the cool people were like myself. Wow, I just <laughs> destroyed the world saying that. But they recognized that that was where a lot of cool stuff happened. Stephen mm-hmm. King, Stephen Spielberg, all the Stevens happened then. Stephen Sigal, no one cares about him now. He's Russian. But, you know, he apparently is. is well, he's, he's someone that changes his thing. He's like, I'm part Russian, I'm Mongolian, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was American, I am. I don't know what I am anymore I'm lost I've got imposter syndrome <laughs> I've got no career my career's ended and I've gone crazy yeah that guy he was a Stephen there was a lot of Stephen Stephen Sonneberg you know Stephen Jobs he was around you know he's l- looking for a job Jobs by Stephen Jobs yeah it was it, yeah so anyway
0: he could have been a career advisor he was
1: probably a steven who was a producer of Unsolved mysteries let's be honest (laughs) but the point was terrible show they brought it back and they put it on netflix Mm. and and i tried watching a new episode and it was just as bad as i remember it (laughs) you know there's a bit more of a budget now Mm. because they put one in (laughs) but it's still the same stupid stuff you know like Juanita was working at the KFC and she came home to see this. And then this, you know, alien comes down. My name's Neville and I'm an alien. I don't know. It's That's rubbish. such
0: a normal name for an alien. Well,
1: I just feel like they're missing the trick. Because what you want to do with Unsolved Mysteries is do Norse Edition. And do it like this. It was a Friday in Stockholm when all of a sudden Loki appeared. And messed the heads up of the entire town. And then the Dark Elves came and Odin was not happy. And you do the whole Unsolved Mysteries as mythologies. So you call it Unsolved Mythologies, right? Because that's basically the same show, but better. You know, was Thor real? Or was he not? (laughs) We asked Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) And apparently he's Australian, Thor. (laughs) But... The whole, I'm just saying, unsolved Norse mythologies, way better show. So anyway, all of that's happened. I'm sorry if you were expecting (laughs) after this entire time away that we'd come back to something sensible.
0: We've just been talking about things people shouldn't watch.
1: No, we've been talking about what it is to live in Halloween with all of these options, lots of really bad horror (laughs) films. Bad options. We don't uh, like to not... Sort of talk about halloween stuff. Halloween is my favorite day of the year. Okay, it's your brother's birthday. It is. It's it's the night where magic happens. Um. As long as magic involves a lot of sugar (sighs) and a lot of people dressed as characters, they got nothing to do with the origin of Halloween. Okay? Whatever. Whatever you're doing on Halloween, I can tell you, like, for us here in England, in the tradition of it, we've talked about this in the past, it was basically get a bunch of Halloween-y appropriate films and then just binge watch it. We have crazy cold weather. It, it's the fall for a reason, like autumn here, when it drops. Mm-hmm. It's so abrupt and it's so intense that Halloween is kind of that point where yeah. it drops the most. And, you know, when we were kids, we were outside. I mean, this is going to sound prehistoric. We were outside with barbecue. You are a dinosaur. I was around them, like mm. the VHS. I wasn't one myself. And I also saw the evolution of the VHS become a DVD, mm. which is a dilop of a Duppadosaurus d- <laughs> or something. And what we did was we had these big campfire things like bonfires, which, mm. let's be honest, okay, in America they have bonfires. In England, we have whatever we've got to burn, we chuck in the field, wreck the grass in a ring of hell, <laughs> you know, just becomes this scorched earth. You chuck in a couple of those, um, you know, cargo pallets or whatever, break some of your fence down, just chuck it in a thing and just set it on fire, right? Like a little stack. Mm-hmm. And this is the season it starts. We have bonfire night. Yeah. We've talked about that, you know. Uh, good film was made about it. V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what everyone goes to no. at, at bonfire. A lot of mass vigilances around. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but the precursor to that is Halloween, right? So it's the season of going outside and you shouldn't. When it's dark around, classically for me as a kid, it was going dark around three in the afternoon to four at this time. Now it's sort of five or six, mm-hmm. you know? Rotations. Yeah, different position in, in space, dude. <laughs> you know, uh, But basically, like, we would go out there. We'd have these potatoes. This is how good our budget was potatoes like baking potatoes right, right? jacket potatoes if you're from the usa and we'd stick, them, we'd stick them in foil in the hope that you could roast them in time now this method of cooking a potato is hours and hours and hours and hours and hours it does work you kind of stick the potato in the bonfire yeah, yeah, so yeah. to say we right? do that
0: with, with sweet potatoes right, right,
1: right well you probably inherited it us like we did from the caveman times and according to me and many others, caveman times extended into the 80s so basically, and still exists in, in Hong Kong by the way. but basically this is what we did so we'd stick them in there, we'd get massive sticks and bring them out, right, and this is what we did on Halloween, we'd have this kind of outside bit to kind of feel it maybe talk about ghost stories and stuff but the majority of us stayed in and we watched the bumper we'd go to the local video hire place you know rentals blockbuster way before blockbuster at this point it was just the locals the private stuff Mm. you know some guy called terry in a locker of videos um this is before blockbusters was even thought Especially in the UK, right? Mm. So we, we'd go out and rent a bunch of rubbish stuff, probably in a bargain bucket, you know, and we would end up watching this or watch whatever was on TV because it was always Halloween themed and then everything else was normal life but there was sort of bits and pieces. People were trying to do stuff. Eventually when you get a bit older, there's like the fancy dress parties and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Fancy dress parties is basically like cosplay you know, Mm -hmm. but we in England put no effort into it. It wasn't like you turn up as like some character from your favorite shows, comics or anything. It was just like, I'm a vampire and I'm a dinosaur and I'm a dog, you know, it wasn't very thought out and it was literally pajamas that you didn't want anymore covered in fake blood or something. I saw
0: an inflated T-Rex and a unicorn in the supermarket the other day.
1: That's because America happened (laughs) to the UK. Before then it was just... DIY everything. You didn't have face paints. You just used crayons. Mm. It was really low budget. I and mean, it's not because we can afford it. It's because it wasn't available. Yeah. And
0: also... Now you get full body suits.
1: Well, it's also a, a good point to point us out. Back in the 80s, especially the early 80s to the late 80s, the, the culture was still very much about what Halloween represents and was. You know? Mm. We were still very Church of England back then. We mm. were still very... I would say religious in that sense, a very neighborhood community or any division of Christianity had, you know, Jehovah's Witness friends and stuff like this. But by and large, it was very religious still. You still did church almost enforced, you know, Mm -hmm. church every Sunday kind of thing. It was a different world in that regards. And because of that, Halloween was considered more historically relevant so if you're a hardcore Christian, you'd be very against it, mm-hmm. and there was protests. You know? Yeah, like usually grannies say, "No, don't come round," you know. But mm-hmm. no one did trick or treats. No, no one really was into that. That happened later. That was sort of the '90s when television gave us Buffett the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Then there was this crazy surge of Americanization thrown into like kids in that period of time. Like people were watching stuff with trick or treating it a lot, be it like tv shows cartoons whatever so the exposure of it started to become a thing here but again that it it was a hybrid thing for a while now it's almost homogenized into like whatever america's doing we're doing a very low budget equivalent of yeah still sort of a slipped culture but a lot of kids here now they don't have that kind of you know really weird sort of barbecue and a potato and a bonfire element of halloween Mm -hmm. you know and now it's more community parties, more firework nights, more kind of big, big occasions, university balls, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Carving pumpkins, yeah. decorations. Go to Rocky Horror Picture Show and mm-hmm. wear whatever you want. You Dress up. But yeah, it's all, it's all um, far removed. So back in the day when we'd watch these sort of rubbish TV episodes or whatever rubbish horror film. We, I remember getting, like, Jason Taste Manhattan, which is Friday the 13th. Jason Voorhees goes to New York, and it was one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Like, purely terrible film. Another one not to watch, folks. There's some people that really enjoy that, though. They really like how bad mm, it gets. Right. Like, oh, at least it made the effort. <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, this is like... I'd never get the hours back. This is so lame. So, anyway you know, Halloween's changed a lot. So the point I was trying to say with the true crime stuff and all of this Netflix stuff kind of nosediving into the bargain bin for a second, I feel like this is me basically saying if you're looking for entertainment during Halloween, you want to find a horror film that's sort of from the 70s or European in the 80s because they are merciless Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they will terrify you failing that anything from japan that's i was gonna say yeah, terrific <laughs> anything japanese but um yeah the final point of this because we've kind of gone on and on about nonsense uh i'll bring this to something more sober as he throws water all over his head to calm his demons <laughs> um the stuff in uh, hamas and israel right now right we can't avoid this we've talked about ukraine and russia so i thought only a few episodes ago we'll end this because obviously you know i'm one of the people in the world right now powerless to the situation has my own opinion like all of us do Mm. uh we're being sold the story over and over again all of us are kind of like what what can we do really we can talk about it to each other we can go on the internet and talk about it we can do whatever and we can hope that something we say or something we think comes across to both sides of Palestine and Israel, and we can try and figure out which side we belong and which who's in the right and who's in the wrong. And I think the politicians are, you know, like they're they're suffocating the entire conversation. And the protesters who are like the politicians and of a different kind are suffocating. So politicians are all about Israel because of morality and the people the students mostly are all about Palestine because they feel like Palestine's not being heard and Mm. you know we're all about Israel and you know it's actually horrendous what's been going on with the the capture of land and all of this kind of stuff you know my perspective is simple and it's this and it's what people aren't thinking about and that's simply this there are wars And the wars are always political. And the people to blame are always people with a choice of do you or don't you. Mm. Violence on that scale is always really to overthrow your opposition. Mm. In this case, I personally feel, and it's just my own feelings, but I personally feel that there is an incentive and there was an incentive and that the failures of security that led to the terrorist attack, that as it's been dubbed, was incentivized and it was allowed to happen. And it sounds horrendous saying that, but it just feels like, in your gut, in your instinct, it feels like, you know, on a one of the world's leading securities, national border securities, for it to have so many mistakes in one day is right. unheard of. I just feel like there's a little bit of give and take. If I was to hazard a guess, it would be that the politicians of Israel needed an excuse, you know, and that an excuse presented itself, turned into an opportunity, and then it blew up into, literally blew up into what it's become. Mm. And it's a merciless, relentless attack. You know, it is what it is. Now, I think most of us would say that's probably... What we feel as an intuition. It's not essentially my opinion as educated. I'm not there physically. And I do not know enough uh, from the ground up. And it's not something I'd like to. And I think most of us can agree with that too. We wouldn't like to, no. But here's the disassociation. If you are Muslim, and you can be Muslim any nation you want, but you've never stepped foot in that region of the world, Palestine or Israel. You're speculating for your team, you're, you're you're supporting your tribe, and you know that's justifiable. And if you're Jewish and you've never been to Israel, never, 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 but you're Jewish because your parents are Jewish, you're Jewish because you consider it your race or your your culture or your, your religion, you know, and you've never been there, you again are going to support your tribe. And this kind of thing is not about tribes. No, this kind of thing is about political incentive, and it's about the majority of people suffering because of that Mm -hmm. on both sides. There is no good guy in this story, okay? There is only victims. And it's time we all kind of look at this more along the lines of the real people who are losing this are normal people who didn't ask for it. So whatever your outside source of knowledge or theory or which tribe you support, which team you're on, It's got nothing to do with you unless you have direct direct contact or family members or have been there and seen it or witnessed or you've had an education to it. The rest of us are just speculating and it becomes a sort of socially driven war. And we've had enough of these. This has been, I mean, like I can tell you this from a personal situation uh, to close this off because it's the only thing that I can relate to in this. I grew up in a time of the IRA here in the UK where victims were happening and friends of mine and family members of mine were killed in that. I lived more recently in Hong Kong with the protests and saw how quickly that escalated and how controlled that was. And then I witnessed Antifa in Oregon and Seattle, which was very, very similar. None of this stuff is good stuff. And the victims of this are always normal people who were just there to be there. Mm -hmm. They're just minding their own business. And I think we need to look at this as not a righteous sort of war, but look at it more like as citizens, as civilians, we should pack together and be like, there's no way we're going to handle this. If this politically is our future and we have no choice, we're going to rally against that. The real protest here is about the people who are sending kids off to war. It doesn't matter, creed, color, team, or whatever. The real problem here is those guys. Mm. And we have to end that mm. before we can talk about peace. It's always about the bigger picture, not the small picture. And the bigger picture right now is not good. It's not good. It, it feels very, very controlled. It feels very preached. And it's hard to even open a discussion about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's losers on all sides. And there's hatred on all sides. And there's a lot of people who have no connection to this who have such a high opinion and want to be heard and want to run their mouth and tell you what you should think. I am not one of them, but I have lived this, and I've seen where it goes, and it doesn't go anywhere great. And at the end of the day, you just you look at it and feel a sympathy of why it's become this. In the IRA situation, as an English person, having Irish friends and a lot of love for the Republic of Ireland, I'm not connected to the history of it. I wasn't around when the history happened. Mm -hmm. Taking that on me is crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's huge prejudice, man. And that's just not cool, right? And so we have to get to this point where we're like, let's see our similarities and let's see how we can fix this by warring with the people who want to divide everyone. Because that's what's really happening. And to Ireland, you know, it's kind of one of my favorite places in the world is Dublin. It's an amazing place. And it's only an amazing place because they got their independence back. That's a thought. Mm. We put the infrastructure down violently, but they surpassed it in every single way. It's one of the best places you can ever go. It's expensive. (laughs) It's expensive. But it's one of the best places you can ever be. I hope the future we can say the same thing about Israel and Palestine, man. That's what I hope. Mm -hmm. It's not about division. It's not about vengeance right now. It's about stopping the ones who want that. Because none of us want it. Now, to end that conversation on something lighter, if you want a good horror film, I've got a great idea. And if you have a video camera, you can go off and make it in your back garden. And it's really relevant to this time. I've been thinking about it, thinking about it. What is the best horror film you could possibly ever have? And it's this. It's called Health Scare. Okay? Health Scare, right? No, Everyone's scared of health scares, right? Sure. You're scared of health scares.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And there's a twist. Because everyone likes twists in movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're like a twist at the end of a movie. (laughs) I'm scared because I'm so healthy. I went to the doctor. He was like, dude, you're like, I mean, you are so healthy. And I was like, "That's wow, scary, isn't it?" <laughs> I thought there's something wrong with me. No, no, no. You are. All our meters say, because that's how they do it now. All of our meters, all of the probes, all of the <laughs> statistics—they all say you are crazy healthy. So that was my health scare. You know, whoa, I'm so healthy.
0: <laughs> how is that scary? I'm so
1: healthy, it's scary. It's like you've got to apply the sense. snake voice from The Simpsons. I'm so healthy, little dude. That guy, the valley guy, dude, so healthy let's <laughs> <laughs> get a bit too hot a anyway um we'll be back it might be spontaneous for a while until we get into groove mostly because i am writing at the moment and because i'm writing it sort of dictates my time but i will try and get back to the normal groove if you're wondering what i think about johnny depp i think he's an excellent artist I hope to goodness he gets his career back in line because I just feel like we are we are missing. I think it was right that he won a the trial. There is no debate. <laughs> there is no debate. I know there's a lot of moralistic wanting a debate. There is no debate. And he is acquitted. So don't hold hate on him. That's the important message here. Let's just hope for better things in everyone's life, including Amber Heard's, Let's all get over all the crazy in the world. Let's understand that we've got a king, not a queen. Hey! It's not a rock band anymore, kids. Freddie Mercury did not sing for the king. Okay. But Alvis was the king, so I guess there's that. We'll be back when we're back. Hopefully sooner rather than later. I will say it might be a couple of weeks from now. It might be a week from now. Who knows? But we will be back. And we will be back regularly. Thanks for listening. Have a great Halloween. Hopefully, it'll be better than a baked potato and a bonfire.